All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year to all of our listeners and everyone who's fans of the show. I'm your host, Julian Kenner of the Wrestling Court, with my good friend, Rob. How are you doing today? It's our 11th year in for the show, man. 11 years? Right, look at that. Perfect. Oh, wow. We started when, when my daughter was born. It's crazy. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, we started when um Skype was still a thing. Oof. Oof. Yeah, Skype, Skype. We had to do a lot of shit with Skype over the years. Yeah, and it was a pain in the ass. Every it was almost every month something went down with Skype, and if it wasn't that, it was um another app. But Skype was a, a fucking bizzle, man. You know what it was when Microsoft took over Skype, they disallowed us to be able to record with the apps we were paying for to record through Skype. Because you know what, Skype could have just done a thing where they let you just record, yes. but they didn't want you to do that. So they, you had to use a third-party app, and that was fine. And then when Microsoft took over, it disallowed a shit ton of the apps, which killed a lot of momentum. We had to go find different ways to record, and it was just, it was, it was a, it was a, it was it was Skype was a abys- Skype was abysmal. And every time there was a competitor, they didn't last. It was terrible for a while. Yep. Do you remember when um, Google tried to do the same thing with G Suite? You know, they they the that pissed me off is that Hangouts was not a problem because it was a whole Google thing, um, but it was just not good. It wasn't good it wasn't. for what we needed, not for what we needed to do. Uh, uh, you you know, Telegram actually lets you record, and it's pretty damn okay. Um, yeah, that's a last case scenario. If like you know Zoom or whatever, uh, Telegram lets you record, but it's going to be just whatever file size, you know. Now, as we go into 2023, uh, I guess we shall begin with looking back on 2022, starting with um the predictions I've made at the end of 2021 about 2022. So before we go to predictions for this year, you want to see the ones I've made last year to compare and contrast? Mm-hmm. Yes, because I always make a note of these things. So here's what I had last year. I said that CM Punk will have an AEW World Heavyweight Championship match. That he did have. And right. <laughs> yeah, the, sec- <laughs> the second one ended up in uh, some kind of scruffle, as they say, but we'll get to that later. <clears throat> I said that Roman Reigns versus The Rock will not happen at WrestleMania, but Roman Reigns versus Goldberg will. That did not come true. Well, kind Thank of half true. <laughs> I said that AEW will have one pay-per-view in the UK. That has not happened yet. Well, they they finally got Canada, so now they're supposed to do uh, the UK this year. So, which is good. They're making strides. It takes a bit to get the international stuff going, but yeah, I mean, definitely getting Canada was a big deal. And now uh, the sites are for UK next. So, yeah. I said another AEW contracted wrestler will appear on the Steve Austin podcast, either CM Punk, Christian, or Matt Hardy. That didn't happen, but that would have been interesting because remember, um, we had Jericho on there in 2020. Yeah, Jericho, and didn't um, he do one? Wait, he didn't do one with Matt Hardy? No, he did one with Jeff Hardy. Really? Jeff, Yeah, Jeff was still in WWE at that point. Mm, okay, okay. Let's see here. I said Ring of Honor will return with a brand new name and vision. Uh, this one's still up in the air because the whole thing with Ring of Honor right now is completely mishandled. Well, it's not not a new name. There's still Ring of Honor, so that's that is what it is. Uh, they're working on something. It's cool that it, it's it keeping it 
it, my thing about it is it's keeping the name in the people's minds. It's not dead, but it's not on its own. Just to say it that way. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that later, too, because I got some words about that. Uh, let's see here. I said, just like Kofi Kingston, once Big E loses the WWE Championship, he will eventually head back to New Day. That came true, although it was sooner than expected. Yeah. And then, you know, what happened with him? But Steven Satter. Yeah. Yeah. I said that Bailey will return at either the Royal Rumble and win the women's match or the first SmackDown after WrestleMania. She did return, but it didn't happen at either of these shows. It happened at SummerSlam. Mm. It was a lot longer than expected. We, we yep. expected it much sooner. I said that AEW will have either their Barclay Center or Hammerstein Ballroom debut. That didn't happen, but I think that could happen next. Well, I said next year, this year. <laughs> now that GCW did a show and completely shit the bed after that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely see like them, you know, if they, they got Long Island pretty much locked up, they got the places in Jersey locked up. We need a, you know, do they like the Arthur Ashe and that's a good place. I get it. But I would prefer like, you know, literally in the market. Yeah, I, I would prefer like, you know, I mean, Arthur Ashe is great. People use that a lot. It's good that it gets utilized for more than just friggin' tennis. Uh, but I feel like MSG Barclays, you know, would be. That's more recognizable names. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I yeah, just said. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah. Where the market is. Yeah. Let's see here. I said that Adam Page would lose his championship at double or nothing. He didn't lose it at double or nothing. Yeah. When did, wait, wait, when did he lose it? He. Let's see. Let me go through the card here. A-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
and you know you're let's say you want Christopher Walken, you don't write a part that isn't for Christopher Walken, right? You get a guy like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp could play any character you need. You get an actor like you know yeah. um, uh, Benicio del Toro. You get certain actors like they could become anything you need. You know, uh, you, you want an actor. You you hire an actor to become whatever you need. But there's certain actors that are not character actors, but they are who they are. Like Samuel L. Jackson, as awesome as he is, he is always going to be Sam Jackson as this character, right? It, yeah. Denzel's the same way, too. When you get Denzel, you're getting Denzel as a crooked cop. You're getting Denzel as Martin Luther King. You're getting Denzel. <laughs> you're, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm Martin Luther King. I'm Malcolm X. You're getting Denzel as that person. You don't hire Denzel and ask him to play a different role. He it's the same thing with Will Smith. Will Smith is always going to be Will Smith as it's it's not, that's the thing. John Cena, you're getting John Cena when you play it. So when Peacemaker, he owns Peacemaker and it's great, but it's John Cena. You know, I don't see Peacemaker and go, oh man, I'm really invested in this role. No, I'm loving it because it's John Cena. Exactly, and let me also add to that because as. Good as he was his pacemaker, and also that movie he did with Amy Schumer. I yet to see a diverse range of what he could do in different acting styles yet from Cena. I'm sure that'll come soon. The no. Rock. <laughs> no, <he won't. laughs> the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Uh my God, yeah. dude. I was I was I'll say this. The last time I felt like The Rock is playing a character was when he was um playing the game plan. You ever saw that movie? Hmm. The game plan, yeah, it was years ago. Yeah, that one was really good. That's the last time I felt like he was actually playing a character. You know, when he first started doing stuff, like when he did uh, the rundown, I thought he was great in that. Rundown was good. I, Walking Tall was good. Walking Scorpion Tall. King. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he, but he was still, by that time, he was still a young learning his trade, you know? But, you know, later on, he got put into that perspective that he's just playing what fits him who he is you know is he great in some stuff absolutely he's a lot of fun to watch like I, I i have a guilty pleasure movie it's called uh red notice i think it's called and yes. that was ryan, ryan reynolds gail Gadot, and the rock and yeah that came honestly, out on netflix. didn't that come on netflix last year yeah yeah and it's like i've told i think i might have told it on this before it's essentially loop on the third it's all it is but it's you don't watch that movie for like an Academy Award winning performance, just you just have fun with it. You know, you have fun with it. And The Rock, when he lets to have likes to have fun, he's in it. And he, of course, he has this rule that every movie is in. He ends up in the jungle with some brown shirt on. I don't know what the fuck the rule is, <laughs> but holy shit, Jungle Cruise and fucking all these other movies, the Jumaji movies, and even in Red Notice, they go to the jungle and he's got the brown <laughs> jungle shirt on. Like it's like. Dude, I'm like, is it like in his did contract? This guy, did this guy just time travel? Like legit, like does he like have one like the costume design goes like, yo, Rock, if you can get me more jobs with this one costume, I would be set. And it's like, I'll get that to happen. Don't worry. You know? And I think I respect the Rock because he's very much living the life that he needs to live. And it's awesome. And I, I respect the shit out of that. Do I think like you know, his bullshit with the whole, oh, you know, I wanted the Black Adam movie. Look, dude, no disrespect, but Black Adam is not a movie on its own. The Black Adam was always a villain for Shazam, yep. for Captain Marvel. And so when you put him into a fucking his own movie, it's like, well, now you just took away. Well, That's like, you know. He put, him, he put him in his own movie and then reports um came out weeks later that he doesn't, let's put this in wrestling terms, doesn't want to do the job to Shazam. 
Well, that's so stupid. It's like that's who the fuck the character's villain is. Exactly. You're the you. Matter of fact, the Shazam movie set it up because they said, who's that last chair for?" That's Black Adam's chair. No shit. They were setting it up for it to happen. Actually, it's not supposed to be Black Adam's shit, but whatever. But they 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 set it up in a way that that all right, cool. All right, the Rock and this guy go at it. Oh no, he only wants to go after Superman. Motherfucker, no disrespect. You're Black Adam. What right? are you going Black after Adam. Superman for? Black Adam. I know Black Adam in some of the more recent comics. Don't forget, here's the bullshit that people tell you. Oh, but he's done this in the comics. Oh, you mean after The Rock has been petitioning with Warner Brothers to get this movie made for the last 10 years? In the last five years, the character has changed to a more leading role part? Oh, no, because that's originally from the comics. No, they they forced the writers to tell the story to help get it made into a movie for The Rock because The Rock was very adamant about that. See, they don't tell you that part. In the interviews, you see The Rock's like, well, I wanted this character to be – we were working hard for the last 10 or 12 or 15 years to make then, this happen. Then you add in this line he's been saying in every interview since DC fandom that the hierarchy, the hierarchy of um, the DC universe is about to change. No, no. Here's the bigger line that The Rock said when he was a little kid, this is a character he loved. Excuse you. Fuck you. You're lying because, A, I know how old you are. And B, I've been reading comic books for the last 30 fucking plus years, and I've had comic books that date back from the 40s to now. No, fucking Black Adam was Wait, you know, not hold on. You know, you actually don't believe that The Rock was a fan of Black Adam in the comics? From, a, from his childhood? Bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe I'm sorry. I, I could kind of buy it. No, it's not true because the fucking character <laughs> was still drawn as a white dude up until the fucking 80s. So don't give me the shit. That, oh, when I was a little kid, I looked up to this character. It's a fucking lie because you're talking to people who don't read fucking comics. Show me. Oh, by the way, Captain Marvel <laughs> was defunct. The Shazam character was defunct. And DC got it for fucking 10 bucks or some really low number because they, they got it because it almost it went into public domain because the comic book had died. So Black Adam didn't yeah, fucking just exist. Like, <clears throat> just like the uh, Captain Marvel debacle, too. Captain Marvel came back as Shazam when DC bought him in the 70s and Black Adam appeared twice. Twice as a fucking villain, asshole, lion, son of a bitch. Rock is only known for one thing when he's a kid. Throwing shit out of his balcony, which he talked about on Storytime. He threw shit out of his balcony because he was a meathead. Don't fucking lie and say you love these characters because, dude, <laughs> you're lying. You're fucking Shazam TV show in the 70s didn't even really have Black Adam. And if it was, it would have been a white dude so stop your lies this is bullshit just be honest that you know the change of the character made me really think about what this character could mean that's all you gotta say don't fucking lie and say you love this as a kid because he's trying to appeal to the comic book heads comic book heads aren't stupid they know black adam wasn't a fucking popular character now Sorry. let me <laughs> let me tell you why i think batista i like him over cena mm -mm, and um mm -mm. the rock First thing is, uh, when I first saw him act uh, before pre-Guardians of the Galaxy, I felt like something was missing in his range, whether it's his delivery or how he says his lines. After Guardians, when I started to see him in a James Bond movie and a few action flicks, I see him play different characters, and it could really suspend my disbelief to see him as right. not only these characters, but to also see him in future roles that are either comedy or drama or serious or, this, or maybe horror in the future, so... Batista has a good long range of what he can do. 
look, the Batista, you know, uh, was one of the best things about the Blade Runner sequel. And what I mean is, uh, what people don't realize is that the Blade Runner sequel wasn't just a movie. They had uh, shorts that were released. Uh, a lot of people didn't really see them. There was like once a week they would release a short. Sometimes they were animated and sometimes they were live action. Yeah. So Batista's character that you saw at the beginning of that movie had a whole episode that was his prior to the movie. And he was phenomenal in it. I was I was thinking he was going to have such a bigger part because of the short, you know, right? And he was so good in the short. And then oh no, he just breaks whoever who played uh, in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Who was that guy? Who was that actor? Was it Jake Gyllenhaal? No, it was uh, a. Was, was it? it? Was it Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Well, whoever that one white dude, and they were fighting in the house, and Batista's breaking him through the walls and all that shit, and then he gets killed, and I'm like. I was so invested in that short thing. Like, oh, man, I can imagine Batista's going to be great. I, obviously, he's not the lead in the movie, but he'll have a bigger part or do whatever. No, the first 10 minutes of the movie, he's fucking gone. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Hmm. That was fucking terrible. But yeah, he was great. He's Every time I see him and stuff, he's in Knives Out, the sequel right now. And yes, that's fantastic. Yes. You know, that's not a movie that you can't be a good actor in. Like, you, <laughs> you have to you gotta act. You got to know your lines. You got to do your stuff. You know, Batista, you know, he can do that tough guy thing because look at the size of the fucking guy right but he also knows how to talk i he did a movie which was a comedy uh where he was like watching this little kid oh uh, this one came out 2020 or 2019 it was a couple years ago it was yeah. batista and he was like a cop and they were like watching this mother and the child and um the child figured out that he was like an agent or some crap and then he has to he gets involved in the life. He wasn't supposed to do that, blah, blah, blah. It was cute. Really cute. Really good movie. I liked it. And, you know, it was a comedy. It was like kind of like the opposite of Leon the Professional, but it felt like you were watching something like Leon the Professional, mm -hmm. but a comedy version, which is a weird combination. But you know what I mean? And Batista was good in that. It was cute. Nothing special. Nothing fantastic. But it was a good, solid movie that shows his range. Let's see, going back on the list, uh, I said Big Cass will be the Impact World Heavyweight Champion. That didn't happen, but it should have. Who should have been? Who was that? Big Cass, sometime in 2022. You know, Big Cass is okay. He has something. He's still missing something. He's still missing something, but who in the hell told who in the hell told Tony Khan that this grand idea of Hook going to the ring and Big Cass getting out the ring? Like who booked that shit? Someone should have been fired for that. Sorry, it looked it looked really stupid on TV. It did. You can't I'm not you can't you can't spin against that. It looks stupid. You it's can't. like it's like Andre the Giant running from Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm not gonna lie to you. I popped the shit when I thought Hook was gonna fucking plex him i was fucking like yo no, i mean the first time i mean the first time oh when he first showed up yeah they don't know what to do with it we don't know what we're doing with him but the problem is he's here's the problem about guys like him unless you're an explosive character then you're just another tall guy you know what i'm saying this has been a problem for a lot of big wrestlers that haven't gotten to the upper echelon um big Cass, with all due respect was only ever as pop as he was because of Enzo, Enzo. which is sad to say. And not like Enzo's not a great guy or nothing at all. It's obviously he's not anything, but he made Big Cass relevant. He made sure he was loud, boisterous. 
he knew how to get the crowd invested in the stupidest shit he was saying. And it's true, 100%. Big Cass, is he looks great now. He physically looks healthy. He's definitely came back from where he was a year or two or three ago. He was definitely in a bad place. He's much better place now. But at the end of the day, he can't talk. And, you know, back in the day when Barbarian Warlord existed, they were characters. Yeah. And they were big dudes. They didn't have much movesets, but they had slick talk for them. You know, you had road warriors who could talk. Well, I should say yell. They could yell. And they could yell, intensify, but they were explosive wrestlers. Big Cass is not explosive. It may not be explosive, but the look of that looked fucking ridiculous at first glance. At first glance, but at the end of the day, he's just a tall guy. And he's... I'm sorry, I haven't seen him wrestle great. He hasn't been entertaining. You know what I'm saying? He stands there. He gives this doofy look. So like Jack Swagger, then? At least Jack Swagger found a way to make a gimmick work. <laughs> yeah, Holy shit. how long did that take, man? <laughs> God damn it, dude. You've been in the business for 20 years. It took you finally a fucking purple hat, and it's fucking great. At least uh, he's willing to work. You know what's funny about it? At least he's willing to lose and work with it. Because that's he knows he at least knows what his job is. You're yeah, there man, to it, lose. It took him three years in this upstart company to do this. Three. Hey, not everyone's going to get it right away. And it's sad that a guy like him. Uh, didn't get it sooner. Problem is, you have to get over yourself sometimes. A guy like him still thinks he's a big, bad, tough guy, right? He can still be a tough, but he also, no disrespect, at least Jack Swag is actually a better wrestler than Big Kaz. And that's the problem. You know, at least Jack Swag can wrestle. You know, in the ring, he, he may not be fun to watch, but is he competent and professional and does not injure people? 100%. Big Kaz... Walks to the ring. I step over the top rope. It's like, great. Everyone steps over the top rope. Even fucking Luke Gallows steps over the top rope. Jesus Ooh, Christ. Luke you know? Gallows. Dude, they, I, 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 Luke Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson, they better be worried now because AJ Styles is going to be on the injured show for the next um, six to eight months. Eh, you know what? They're funny. People seem to, in the back, people in every company seem to like them. So I don't think there's anything that's going to happen to them. Even no, I mean, I'm, did, talking about, I'm talking about on screen. Even if that happens, what are they going to do? They'll sit at home and collect checks. They're not afraid of that. They've done it already. Uh, they're not. They're, they're, I don't see Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson being the types of dudes that like want more screen time. They're just happy with fucking money. Let's be real. Hmm. They're, they're not craving attention anymore. It's it's they're past that shit. <laughs> There's wait, a difference. Wait till we find out that they're part of the cuts next this year. So oh, okay, I, good. <laughs> <laughs> I said that AEW will announce their first stadium show. Did not happen yet. Mm-hmm. I said that X Pac will be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble match. That should have happened instead of going to Hammerstein Ballroom in that shit show of GCW. I don't think he was a hundred percent ready to do a show like that for Royal Rumble. I guess he didn't. Yeah, you know, or maybe they just didn't ask him. Remember, this is still with Vince. Remember, at the beginning yeah, of the year, we still v- Yeah, this is Vince. Yeah, it's, it's still remember, with Vince. Shane McMahon somehow booked himself into the Royal Rumble match and made himself look strong. That's the only <laughs> Vince decision I will completely defend Um, this last year. You know, it's so weird so to fucking hear. Like, stupid. like, to my point is, like, I kept wanting to believe that that wasn't 100% true. Like, oh, I didn't that's true, believe... man. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, I know. But like when I heard him, I got this got to be a little this bit of a bullshit. It's a little silly. But maybe people misunderstood what Shane, uh, what Shane was trying to do. You know? Then all of a sudden, I'm like, man, things went by and by, and then Vince fired him. And I'm like, 
all right, it's very possible that this is fucking true. <laughs> I'm like, and I, you know what? I get booking yourself strong and shit, but like, dude, man, you, you know, people do love Shane. And when Shane shows up and that song hits and he comes running, everyone loves it because he knows he's going to do something stupid. But as he gets older, he he's not young anymore. He's definitely a little bit older than me, I think. Um, and uh, he can't keep doing that stuff. And it's okay that he doesn't. But to book yourself strong with some of the biggest names in the business is, is fucking abysmal. It is, man. <laughs> Let me go back to my list here. I said that Ronda Rousey will return to WWE in 2022. That did happen. Yep. Bray Wyatt will go to Impact Wrestling and not with AEW. Half true, even though he's back in WWE right now. I said that Drew McIntyre or John Moxley will turn heel. None of which happened. Yeah, well, we're kind of skirting with Mox. It's kind of a skirt. Uh, he's not there yet, but he's. I feel like that that turn is coming because of Hangman Page storyline that's happening now. But definitely not in time for your prediction. No. And I said the main event of all that would be CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. <laughs> Hey, we didn't know at the time, you know? <laughs> well, we kind of did get a main event. Well, I mean, it didn't they, happen in the ring. It didn't happen on camera, but you got a main event. I mean, you got a bunch of suspensions, which you got. <laughs> uh, but, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, with three, three, three of them are back as EVPs, which they shouldn't have been. And one we still don't know yet, which I believe will not come back. Well, we'll talk about those predictions in a little bit later, right? So. <laughs> I'm going to go to them right now. So okay. overall, for my 2022 predictions, I was more of the did not happen in the middle of um kind of happened and didn't and very less in the did happen. Mm. Now, what is my crystal ball saying for 2023? Here's what it says. I believe that Roman Reigns will defend his WWE Championship against Cody Rhodes at night one at WrestleMania and lose and the Universal title against either Sami Zayn or The Rock at night two and retain. Mm. Definitely, I agree with the first part that he will lose to Cody, but he will retain it regardless. I do not think The Rock is happening. Yeah, I kind of, I was kind of leaning more to the way of um, not happening because I've, I started to write this in um, November. Oh, but you I, know, let's talk about that for a second before you go on. Uh, yeah, there are rumors that going into WrestleMania that he already lost one of the titles. So, uh, I feel that maybe the Cody thing will happen sooner on the road to WrestleMania to set up a WrestleMania, or. He could have lost it to, let's say, a Seth, and then Seth loses it to Cody at WrestleMania, leaving Roman his one title against whomever it needs to be at WrestleMania. But I definitely don't think it's going to be The Rock. Hmm. I said that Cody will return and win the Royal Rumble match by last eliminating Seth Rollins, which will then lead to a, another match between them two at the next pay-per-view. See, the, you got to finish off the Seth Rollins story. Because even though I went on a little bit long, they still work good together. It's fine. Um, I feel that that could happen if Cody's 100% clear that he doesn't seem 100%. Uh, there's no 100%. There's no time frame on his return. And if there is, they're not going to tell the fans. Uh, it would be a great surprise. Cody's a nut job with that shit. He, he seeks attention and needs to be, you know, he loves big spots. So the Royal Rumble would be a great 
spot for him, maybe save him for 30 so he doesn't have to wrestle too much. But if I know Cody, he's a fucking nut job. I'll probably petition for him to be number one and last to the end. Uh, do a Ric Flair type of thing. Right, Ric Flair did that. He was like one Don, or two in the Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels did it and, also um, too, right? Mike, uh, Michaels did it first, and Benoit did a second. But Ric Flair did it too at some point. I know he was in there for a long time. I yeah, he wasn't. It wasn't number one though. He wasn't number one. He was close to the single digits though. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So I see Cody wanting that accolade a hundred percent over being in the thirty spot. Which would be better if he was the 30 spot keep because you know with the Royal Rumble, you go through your highs and lows with the fans. So you need to get the fans back interested. And the later numbers is when the fans are super hot. So there's no way Cody wants to be inserted in the middle. He's either going to be number one, number two, or the end. If he comes back at Royal Rumble at all. Despite the news today that Sasha Banks has now moved to the alumni section, I believe that she will return to WWE sometime this year after she has a match at stardom. You know, uh, she negotiated her deal months ago. She wants to go out and do her own little thing for a bit. She always has a fail safe to come back. And then WWE is not going to say no to her. You yeah, know, especially it, now since um, Triple H is running the show. Right, right. Uh, I mean... It's, it's still a committee. I don't think 100% everything just flows through Triple H. I think there's some things that have to be, uh, you know, Triple H has a lot of say so. I still, he's still not Vince. He is not Vince in terms of the company. So a lot of that final oh, say so will, will be Nick Khan and, and Steph. Yeah, that's still focused. Say, that's, I was yeah. just about to say that. <laughs> it, no matter what we say, like we could say the product's great, but he doesn't get to say every final thing. He is not Vince. Vince has that position because of his stock options, who he is, and how much of a control freak he was. Triple H was inserted at a certain level, but he is not the it's this is a real committee. It's Triple H, Steph, and Nick Khan. And of course, Kevin Dunn, obviously, somewhere in there, obviously. Hmm. But at the end of the day, um, Triple H could probably definitely suggest it, and I don't think they would turn away having a return like her coming. Um, but that's up to what she wants to do. If she's enjoying the bug and going around, going from New like New Japan or Stardom, which is New Japan anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I was just watching some Stardom today. Fucking phenomenal shit. Um, and uh, you know, if she gets to do some stuff, she goes. You know, she's gonna go back. Probably Mandalorian is gonna start recording soon. They're gonna want her back. And uh, she's going to do some more. If they get picked up for a fourth season. Oh, 100%. There's no fucking way. Third season. They only had two seasons. You... Yeah, the third season is coming out of March. Yeah, which don't tell me she's not already in it. Come on. She was already at the fucking uh, gala for Star Wars. And they had her at the Disney thing and shit. Yeah, she I, know, I saw it. <clears throat> 100% she's in it. And if they do a fourth season or whatever, yeah, of course they're going to want her back. They're not going to say no to her. And no way would WWE not want to have that name attached. Because no disrespect, Ronda's stock has dropped as that yeah, celebrity. You saw, you, saw, you saw that on Friday, right? When Charlotte came back and won it. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't watch it, but when people said, like, yo, in a minute, I, I'm I, like, all right. I, I, I am totally for it. I, I don't give a shit at this point. You know, my thing is, I, I think, you know, I, I mentioned we shit on Charlotte a lot, but that's also booking, you know, let's be real. Um, But at the end of the day is that she's a really good wrestler. Uh, she's much better healed than she is a face, obviously. Uh, Rhonda is really good when she needs to be. 
but she's also was not born into this position. And unfortunately, no matter how much we wanted to compare her when she first started to how Kurt Angle was, and let me tell you, she was great. Yeah, she was the first year. Yeah, she was it. She never was Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's mind got into that business so fast and dedicated because he was so committed to not just being a great wrestler, but understanding the job he was given. And the, he understood the gravity of what he was. Ronda did not. Let's see here. After the whole thing that happened at Brawl Out, I will say this. Uh, CM Punk will not be back in AEW at all in 2023. I disagree. I'm going to say in my prediction, he does come back. I do 100% feel that he will come back. They're going to work it out. I, I noticed, I've seen... You know, no one's talking on either side. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but Dax Hardwood was mentioning, like, you know, we got to be able to work this out. I feel he wouldn't have said that if there was some kind of deal going around. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but as Dax Hardwood, he has no pull in anything of what's going on. Never, I never, I never said he does. I'm just saying he said something. I and sometimes guys say things because they hear things. Yeah, you know I mean, he's, he's CM Punk's friend. Of course he's going to say that. But after all that shit that came out of Brawl Out and with the way Punk um, talk about everybody there, there's no way he's coming back. No way. problem is that what I hate is that, yes, we all and know. Man, for the, sorry, for the most part, he wasn't even wrong for most of it. But to talk to your freaking about your EVPs right in front of your boss like that, I'm right. like, yeah. It, it, it is a problem. He uh, was, was very unprofessional. Uh, was it entertaining as fuck? Yeah. I mean, when I first watched it, I was entertained by that shit. But uh, not realizing that what he was saying wasn't uh, supposed to. You know, I felt like there was some stuff that was, you know, off the cuff. And I thought some of it was work. Because when you're watching it, you're like, okay, right, this stuff being said. Uh, but at the end of the day, wrestlers, all kinds of wrestlers have done shit, have done stupid shit. Logistically, after watching the territory stories, holy shit. <laughs> Motherfucking promoter wanted to murder fucking Michael P.S. Hayes for dating. What was it? Oh, no, no. Was it Michael P.S. Hayes or was it um, shit. That was Michael Hayes? There was, no, no. One of the promoters wanted to kill one of the wrestlers for dating his daughter, the blind guy. Oh, man. Who was that? It wasn't Michael P.S. It was fucking. It wasn't Arn Anderson. It was. It was. was uh, it was Michael Hayes. They were going to kill Michael Hayes? Yeah. No. No, the, the fan wanted to kill Michael Hayes for Junkyard Dog, but a promoter, a blind promoter, they want no one dating his daughter. Oh, oh, um, shit, shit, shit. I believe that was Portland. It was, uh, no, no, I think it was the South. It was, uh, it wasn't Portland. It was, uh, it was, the promoter was blind. Mid, Mid-South. Mid-South. Bill Watts. Mid- Bill Watts. Bill Watts. Not Bill Watts, though. It was the other guy. It was an old blind owner who was like, he was he became blind. He was like blind in one eye, became fully blind. And his daughter became an announcer for like a ring person for WWE later on. But um who was it? Who was it? Fuck, it wasn't Kevin Sullivan. It was like McGurk. The wrestler was McGurk, right? Mike Yeah, McGurk. yeah, I, yeah. Mike McGurk. I just had to look it up. Right. Who was the wrestler though that was gonna get shot dead? Tell him don't show up. <laughs> like they said, look, don't come to don't come to the arena. I'll deal with it. And Bill Watts stopped him or some shit like that. <laughs> Who was the wrestler? Because they had him at the they had him at the table. Like, did you know about this? I didn't find out until later. They called me. JR called him and say, Don't, don't, 
<laughs> don't come tonight because you're going to get killed. And he was dating. Um, oh, it was Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. He was he was going to shoot Ted DiBiase. Like the owner of the company. The old yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, and uh, on on Jaross's first day on the job, he learns that he's going to be in the car driving this guy to murder Ted DiBiase because that guy said we're going to kill Ted DiBiase. Not I. <laughs> where. He takes the gun out. He puts it on the dashboard. He's like, I'm driving the gun slightly across the dashboard. <laughs> like, you know, okay. It could have been worse for CM Punk, is all I'm saying. All, right, all this shit he's bitching about, it could have been way worse. He could have been getting shot dead by a blind promoter. So, like, I feel like at the end of the day, they could work out some things. Because at the end of the day, the company, I, I, I still watch it. I still love it. I, I, I'm honestly not going to lie. I don't miss Punk. Because they have a lot of the young stars are getting the spots again. Uh, the time's being allocated a little bit better for them. I feel like, you know, as much as I I love Punk, if he doesn't come back, I'm cool with it. But if he does come back, we do know what his presence means to fans. It's undeniable to say that CM Punk's presence in the wrestling business will ever be what it isn't. He could, the only way he could fuck it up is if he. I don't want to be an asshole. If he did something so heinous like a Benoit situation, other than that, no one will ever hate CM Punk. I will 100%. I will bring up another reason why I think he would not come back because Tony Khan needs to set a fucking example to the locker room that this, no matter where you are on the card, if you do shit like this on our media scrums, you're gone. Tony Khan needs to set that example. And True. with the lock, with the way the locker room is with the last few months, even Jericho said it. he uh, Jericho said that Punk was a damn cancer over there. Not my words, but his. So his, yeah, how, yeah. why would you say that and then allow this guy back in your locker room? True. I, I agree with all that. I just feel at the end of the day, it it's still a missed opportunity. And I, I know it, whatever the bullshit was, it's over. Punk has been here's the problem with the whole situation oh, oh right? sorry something else i was going to add they still have um the damn um at the level headed kids still taking shots at him every single week so why would punk even come back for that first of all it wasn't every week it was that it was in chicago to rile up the fans that were booing them absolutely that's fine with something like that. I don't I, I it wasn't over the top. It was meant to piss off the fans. It was meant to go, you guys think you know more. Let's do the spots to piss the fans off. We're heels in this town. We know who we are. And that is 100 percent I'm they never did it after that. Not on any show after that. They did it in Chicago when the fucking fans were fucking you couldn't even hear the Kansas song. They were fucking just booing them. Because you know what? Just like when when uh, MJF was in Long Island, Punk was fucking shitted on in Long Island, right? So Punk said, "You know what? I'll heal it up here because I will not get you to. I will not get over here, right?" And and that's what you do. And I'm fine with that part and the story. As long as it wasn't continued every week and they keep bringing them, they're not. That's all done. I feel like at the end of the day, Punk has to heal up. He is injured. My fear is he's a special attraction. He is not a. Punk should not have been, should not be. I know he wanted it, but he should not have been there every week. Sometimes there's a great thing being a special attraction. It doesn't wear out your welcome. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the Legion of Doom were so over when they weren't always on. 
the Legion of Doom have the no one has LOD pop. LOD pop is LOD pop. Let's be real. Let's it's a special term. It's the Road Warriors pop. There's a reason why it's called that. Yeah. But there were times, and I remember they would show up and people were like, oh yay, yeah. Next week, oh yay, yay. You know, it became a regular pop because you don't need them every week. <laughs> Certain wrestlers you need every. You know what I mean? Like a guy like Punk doesn't need to be on your TV every week. But you need the regular guys that are, that are the, the backbone, and they're doing that. I'm loving seeing Hook coming out more. I'm happy about him being back on TV again. He is organically over. Um, you know, Jungle Boy has to do new feud until Christian's better, and I can't wait for Christian to get better because I thought he was a great asset to the company. He did a lot. He helped Jungle Boy a lot. You saw the difference in the character development. There's a lot. You know, the same thing with Darby with Sting. And there's a lot to do when you take an elder wrestler and they work with a younger talent. Um, that in in that in that perspective, it, it's a big thing. It made up with all we say shit about AJ Styles. I mean, not, about uh, Ric Flair. I should say. I'm sorry. AJ's character change. Yeah, it did. And I mean, speaking of um, Ric Flair, did you saw that fluff piece song on um, Peacock? No, 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 I didn't watch it. Uh, that show was horrible, man. <laughs> Com- <laughs> completely glossed over his time in TNA, completely glossed over the plane rider from hell, completely glossed over all of his arrests. I'm like, yeah, th- th- this is a fucking fluff piece, man. But no matter what you say, and no matter what we say, what whatever we can say, and I, I was me and Crystal and my wife were sitting there watching some wrestling, and we're watching our Rampage, or was it Diamond? I don't know, we're watching something. And the chop, someone did a corner chop stop, and the fucking fans instantly went, woo, because it's ingrained. It's actually transcended even Ric Flair. I think there's wrestling fans that that show up. Maybe they, maybe I'm being stupid. I think that there's a few that may not realize that when you're doing that, it's because of Flair. Because they probably haven't. There's probably some fans that have never seen Ric Flair wrestle. Yep. Let's be real about that. That's a very possibility. It's the year 2023. Flair hasn't been an, a regular active wrestler since 2010, 11, right? Since 2011. TNA. 20, yeah, so TNA. So they're not going to know Ric Flair's woo. They've been, they go to the event, people woo when you slap. Oh, I'll woo. You know what I'm saying? It's become part of the zeitgeist of wrestling. Just like when there's people who don't even watch wrestling will say, you know what I'm saying, brother? Even though no one gives a shit about Hogan. Those 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 things transcend and but it'll get these guys immortal. Yeah. Guys like Ric Flair, guys like Hogan. As much as I can't stand Hogan, even when I was a kid, I hated Hogan. I cannot deny what his transcending did. Ric Flair's transcendence, I thought he was just all for himself. But what he did with Rick with, with uh AJ really helped AJ. And honestly, some of the best shit that people show all the time, honestly was Jay Lethal and Ric Flair. People, there's like three things of Ric Flair. There's Ric Flair with Steamboat, right? There's Ric Flair with Sting, and there's Ric Flair with Jay Lethal. Yeah, those and three it's things. It's so weird. Isn't it so crazy? His whole career, 16-time champion, 16-time world champion. Okay, actually, he's got more than that. But most of those times, you're not going to know who he won it from. You're not going to remember. You're not going to care. It was some bullshit. You know, he showed up one day, he got the belt, and he left the company, and then he took the belt with. You don't know about that shit. You don't care about that shit. But you know that Rick Steamboat had a match. You know he did stuff with Sting. And you know the stuff with Jay Lethal because this stuff with Jay Lethal was so fucking entertaining. Exactly. And it made everybody. End of story. Let's see here. 
I predict that the person to beat MJF for the AEW championship will be Wardlow. Also, mm. MJF will regain it to heat up. Well, let me rephrase this. MJF will regain it by the end of this year to heat up the bidding war of 2024. Absolutely. I, I think if it, if it can be done in a certain way, he wouldn't have to drop the title. But I feel that, you know, Wardlow did lose momentum because of MJF being a little bit of a dick. Uh, that Not only bullshit. that, the way Tony Khan booked him months after that. Well, it was hard. You know, it's a hard thing to get. Like, your thing is like, okay, this was Wardlow's big match. And this is the big thing with MJF, right? This is a yeah. big. And then but, it became a squash match because how MJF did his shit. And as cool as it was, who was more over? It still is MJF. MJF. And it's sad. And Wardlow is getting his. He's actually not terrible on the microphone. He just doesn't have the timing for his. You know when a wrestler's talking and is telling a good story, and then they get excited and they start yelling, they bring it back. Like Wardlow doesn't know, um, like um, where that level timing of when to respond with that level of intensity, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. When he's talking, I'm like, he's solid. He's very well spoken. He's not. You don't. It's like it's not like Warrior going. What the fuck did he just say? It's like he actually speaks very articulately. Like like Samoa Joe, when Joe talks, he's articulate and he's got the timing for the intensity. Wardlow doesn't have that yet. But don't forget, Joe's been doing this 20 plus years. So Joe knows his shit. Joe knows how to talk and says things. And like, it was very good, you know? And I, I felt that Wardlow looked phenomenal. And I feel like Wardlow is only going to get better and better. And finding his position, who he needs to know what Wardlow means. Yes, let like me also he, let me also add to this because Warlow should not be out there doing fucking flips like he's Brian Cage. Please stop that. Please. If you're doing he's one of um Tony Khan's um Vibu assets. Why yeah. are you out there having him wrestle like Brian Cage? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. Only a guy like him only needs to bust that stuff out when it's a pay-per-view or if it's like a desperation move, which is great. Uh, it was very well done. I felt with Joe and him did it well because two big hosses and they're doing their thing. But like you said, the problem with Brian Cage is here it is. Brian Cage is a pro now for about 12, 15 years, 14 years, supposedly 14 years, uh, 14 years. Here he is. We have in, uh, he's in a battle royal and I, I'm not shitting on Brian Cage because I know him personally, but I'm going to be truthful. Okay. I'm, I'm here. I'm not going to lie. So Jungle Boy is supposed to do the spot where he gets drop kicked. He's supposed to go flying over the ring, right? The rope? Yes, over the top rope. Brian Cage didn't do it. But stupid, Mr. 14-year pro went over the top rope anyway afterwards. And then Jungle Boy, no, he should turn around, hit Jungle Boy, say, do it again. I'll jump this time. Because Brian Cage missed the time. Jungle Boy hit the spot. But he just went over afterwards like an idiot. And now he's staying outside the rope. So the Jungle Boy is coming through the spot. Well, it, it was completely on Brian Cage's fault. You know, his wife bragging that he should be the main event. You, this guy, <laughs> he should, this he should prove that everybody uh, that he shouldn't be in the main event right there. Now, the next fucking week, he was on TV and he had Prince Nana with him, right? Prince Nana does the spot. He jumps on the ropes, interfering with Jungle Boy. Brian Cage is supposed to headbutt accidentally into Prince Nana. He fucking botches the spot. Now, it wasn't Jungle Boy. It was fucking Brian Cage, Mr. 14-Year Pro, whose wife, quote-unquote, remember, his wife says that this guy 
is a world champion right now. <clears throat> yeah, he was a world champion like with MLW or wherever the fuck. Lucha on the ground. That's not the same as AEW. No disrespect. Like like Brian Pillman Jr. The kid's a very good wrestler. Yeah, he was the MLW champion, but he's not on a real show. When you're on a real show with lots of multi, you know, when you're the big fish in the small pond, yeah, you're the champion. But here you're showing me that you're not, you're not there yet. Brian Cage, Mister, they are fucking fourteen pro years, Mister. Who better than Canyon? <laughs> your catchphrase that he says. He says it. Who better than Cage? Because he, his Brian Canyon was, uh, you know, uh, uh, Chris Canyon. Sorry, uh, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> I said Brian Canyon. <laughs> Dude, but you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, for, it's terrible. Hold on. 14 years in the industry. I'm telling you, with WWE's way of how they do NXT and performance center recruits now, you better prove something in six months or you're or else you're out of here. Well, you know, when you're, going to, when you're doing independent shows, you're making your name for yourself. It's great. And let me tell you, I've seen Brian Cage have some fun. Yeah, I have, I have too. But ever since he came to AEW, it's just been not the same. Yo, you can't be handed the world, all right? You got to earn every spot. Everyone's got to earn their spot. Some guys excelled because they already had. See, once you know who you are as a character, you're set. Once again, Brian Cage, we've said this before. What's a Swolverine? It doesn't mean nothing. It's a catchphrase, you know? Oh, boy. This is the problem. Like we said this. Once Wardlow figures out who Wardlow is, he is champion 100%. And if he gets it for MJF, the storyline they could tell with MJF and what he's done, how he, he he tried to walk out of the company, ruining my spot, and I destroyed him. I destroyed him in five minutes. And then he comes back, he gets the – like the story they could tell with Wardlow like that would be phenomenal. It's That's not an announced story. That's exactly, it's a later story. <laughs> that's exactly why I put that in my predictions. Because the that's a, that's a, and if, even if Warlow does win the belt, it's not going to be like it's a four or five month reign. It's just going to be a no. vehicle to uh, give the belt back to MJF so they can start this bidding war thing. Right, but that's a point. Like, it, that's something that can happen at All In twenty twenty three or uh, the one at the end, uh, Res Revolution. Full full gear. Full gear. Sorry, the full gear one at the end. That's what the end of this year. Not now. He's got. He can coast. MJF can coast through the next several months. Cheat his way through. The dude is fucking over. And then he loses when he can no longer. What I love about how MJF does his storytelling. He'll cheat to the point that he can't cheat no more, and that's when he loses. It's a great story. It works all the time. It's a tried and true, great way of making a guy over. And it would make people go so behind Warlord. As long as it's not in Long Island, it'll work. <laughs> Let's see here. I predict that the four NXT call-ups we'll get for this year will be Carmelo Hayes, Corey Jade, Braun Breaker, and Cameron Grimes, with Cora and Breaker going to Raw and Carmelo and Cameron going to SmackDown. Mm. You know, I feel like what's going to happen, I think Cameron Grimes is just, he's already kind of floundering. Yeah, he's been on NXT for almost four years now. This guy's been on there for long and have done great. He just kind of had that short run that really worked. And now it's, once again, it doesn't mean nothing. If he goes to SmackDown, what it, what's his gimmick going to be? What are they going to do? What, we'll go with the co- lowest common denominator and make him the hick character again. Then he'll do the rich gimmick again. Or what are you going to do with him? Like, what can he do that's different? Braun Breaker has built-in lineage that people already know. Yes. And 
you know, uh, and once again, he's a John Cena prospect. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, John first started, he was not great. <laughs> if he, and, and, but they shot the Rockets underneath him once he proved a little bit of chemistry, he's, that he was willing to do anything they needed to. And with Triple H in charge, it's going to be different. See, John Cena had to appease Vince. So the little vanilla ice gimmick made Vince giggle and it got over. And it's slowly, it was organic. Let's be real. Yeah, John it was Cena, organic. It was organic. Hip hop at the time was on his um freaking high scale at that time. Yeah, and like that's the difference. Like it, it worked because Vince, it made Vince laugh, it made the crowd laugh, and he was able to deliver on it. But once again, can a guy like Cameron Grimes do that? No. But Ron Breaker, yes, because. He has lineage, and Vince Triple H knows what this kid can do. He will put him in matches on Raw with guys that will protect him and make him look good. That's number one rule. You don't put him like, like, hey, we got Goldberg. Hey, Regal, go wrestle him. Regal's going to fucking embarrass this dude. Like, Don't give him a guy that's going to embarrass Braun Breaker. You want to give him guys that will make him look good, look like a monster, but make him look like it matters. That's what the difference between that and what happened with Braun Strowman or any big guy. They just fed them guys to make him win and not matter. Braun Breaker's not going to get that. He's going to get that natural Goldberg or it's not a Goldberg, the John Cena treatment where he'll come in and organically get over once he figures out how to talk. Let's see here. Speaking of John Cena, I predict that John Cena and Austin Theory will happen at either WrestleMania or SummerSlam with Austin Theory getting the victory using John Cena's attitude adjustment. You know, I feel, once again, John Cena should not be having that happen at all. I don't think we're clamoring for Austin Theory to fight John Cena. We're clamoring for Austin Theory to get over. It, yes. if, if it has to be a legend, no disrespect, that kid does not deserve John Cena. That I want to know why I say he's going to, he will most likely win the match with using his AA. Why is that? Do you honestly think that Cena will take the one, two, three of Austin Theory's weak ass finish? I guess not. I mean, exactly. I don't know. I mean, if he's willing to do the job and go back and make billions of dollars making movies, yeah, I think he would. He'll do whatever the company asks. But, um, you know, it's poignant when you do it with a wrestler's finish, right? So, but the problem is, I kind of feel that that's been a tradition that's been happening a lot in wrestling across the board, WWE, TNA, everywhere. Is that oh, I'm going to use your finish, and when I beat you. I'm better than you because I beat you with your move. I feel that that is wrong because as you are an indi- you're an individual, you are not a copy of John Cena. I look at you, you about to say independent contractor. <laughs> I know. You see how fast I was going with that? <laughs> you're As you are, you're a character. This is you are Austin Theory. You have your set moves. Beating John Cena with your finisher means more in the grand scheme than using that means you your moves were no good you had to use their moves that makes them still look better in the fans eyes than you they had to use their own finisher against them right that means your move sets your skill set was not good enough to put somebody away 
that you know what I mean? Yeah, Logic. That, <laughs> yeah. that proves my point that Austin Theory has a weak ass finish. Get a new one before you fight John Cena. <laughs> Just <laughs> get a new one. Let's see. I predict that WWE and either New Japan Pro Wrestling or Pro Wrestling Noah will have a multi-show partnership with one of the um, end goals being to the launch of NXT Japan. It's possible. I mean, I, I, I can't see that not happening. Uh, they've gone back to expansion uh, with Triple H being ahead. Um, problem is with, New, with Japan... It's a dangerous prospect, and it's just a business thing with the government for them to try to come in and make their partnership. And now the smart way it goes, you do it as a joint venue because you can't do anything in Japan unless there's a Japanese owner as partner. It's just the rules in Japan. You cannot go to Japan right now and open up a coffee shop, Julian's Coffee Shop in Tokyo. It's not happening. Your partner, the person, because they believe it's a mental, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's not, you can't call it racist when it's a country of one people, but it's the mentality that anyone that's a foreigner will just leave someone, will take a business, open it up and run away. Matter of fact, that's why a lot of landlords won't rent to foreigners in Japan because you're going to run away or you're going to make a phone, you're going to open up a phone and you're going to run away. They tell foreigners who live in Japan all the time, oh, we're not going to renew your contract with your phone. Yeah, right. that's right. Well, well, because you might run away, go back to America, and leave us with a bill. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm working here. Like they don't get it, so you cannot do that. So it has to be, like you said, pro wrestling Noah as the the name. It can, it, they will not allow it to be called NXT Japan. They'll have to call it something. Maybe outside of Japan, they'll refer to it as NXT Japan. But on paper and in Japan, it would be called pro wrestling Noah something. Dude, there is a good Hulk Hogan analogy on this. You're not making enough money in this soil, dude. <laughs> Fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Fucking guy. Uh, let's see here. FTR will win the tag belts just before the AEW deal ends. Mm, I predict okay. I predict that the main event of Forbidden Door will be Kenny Omega versus Okada. Oh, that would be really worth it. I mean, we missed the opportunity. Kenny was still recovering and couldn't be a part of that show and a lot of guys missed out on that show so I would love to see what Forbidden Door 2 would be like I think that's going to be a big deal I predict that Donovan sorry Dominic Mysterio will go against Rey Mysterio in a hair versus mask match at Wrestlemania well the kids barely got any hair to begin with um sure he's he's improved uh, vastly a lot compared to two years ago well he's still young I mean he's not super young but I'm saying what I mean he's Yo, he got thrusted into TV kind of fast, yeah. and um, he and it's hard. You know, he's learning well, but like, no disrespect to Ray. Ray isn't. What can I say? Everyone loves Ray. We all love Ray, except for when he killed that guy in the ring. But other than that, we love Ray. Joe, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, but yeah. what what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, is that. Ray has never been the guy that can I feel that should teach a person how to be on TV. No, but whenever Ray's on TV, besides him doing all of his wrestling moves, he is a good storyteller with his face reactions and how the way he sells. Well, thank God for contacts. It makes his eyes bright, light, white. So when he opens up his eyes, it's like, ooh, look at me. It's like, <laughs> you know, but jokes aside, like he's in good company with Bala and Rhea Ripley and like, you know, he's learning so much from a diverse group of wrestlers being with them. If he was just with his father, 
That's why he didn't improve because he cannot wrestle like his father. He, no one can. It, it's fucking Rey Mysterio. Hmm. The dude is unique. He's always been unique, right? There's certain guys that are just so fucking unique wrestlers that you can't compare them to anybody else. There's guys that are on, on TV now on, in all the companies that when you look at them, there's nobody like them. You look back in the old days, they all were very carbon copy, but they were characters. But they all wrestled similar. Big, stocky motherfuckers, you know. Uh, nowadays, we have so many unique talents that no one is like them. Yes. And Rey Mysterio is one of the first, I feel, that transcended his style his character, his look, he he took elements and like is a person that you cannot be copied. Exactly. And he's a hundred percent. And and Dominic isn't that person. He doesn't have that skill set. He's learning to find who he is by being around, you know, Finn and Rhea. And like when he when Edge was doing stuff, you know, you got a good group of guys that could help a kid that hit that's his size and look to find himself. Let's see here. <clears throat> I predict that Roman Reigns will still be the universal champion by the end of t- 2023. Whether if he loses it in between or not, I think Roman's going to have the belt by the end of this year. I predict that Adam Cole will be back in the title picture once he is cleared and then will feud with Brian Danielson. Wow. I would love to see that. Um, but to go back to what you said before with uh, Roman it is very possible for him to keep that belt all of this year, but I feel it would be a disservice to the natural organicness of uh, Sami Zayn. Bloodline. You know, the bloodline, but what Sami Zayn has done for the bloodline. The bloodline was good, but Sami injected much needed. Uh, just He reinvigorated it. The outsider coming into the family and actually, instead of him being the poison... The family's the poison. And he, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a reversal. Normally, when like a guy is the outsider, he comes into the group, he destroys the group, but he's the bad guy. Yeah. It's like this is the first time it's a reversal where Sammy organically is becoming a face just naturally. The fans are loving everything he's saying, but just him being Sammy and it's working. So it would be a disservice if he doesn't get that belt. And that win because he deserves that fucking win. He deserves it. But if it doesn't happen yet, and they save that for WrestleMania or Royal Rumble or Survivor Series of next year or at the end of this year, and where Sammy can win that belt, it would be huge. Because it's not the it's not the opposite of what they did with Brian Danielson, where they just kept beating the shit out of him every month and making him lose. He's not, especially since that wasn't even the original plan for WrestleMania 30. Right. At the end of the day, here we go. Sammy could just slowly be more popular in the group. And like you see Roman starting to feel that this guy is taking his, he's taking his heat. He's taking his, his, his pop. He's taking his, trying to take his spot. There's a good oh, storyline oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. If, this was, if this was locker rooms back in the 80s, oh, that shit wouldn't fly. Oh no, Sammy would have been thrown out of the company. Yeah. No, he would have been staring down the barrel of a gun from a blind man. <laughs> you trying to take you trying to take my spot, dude. But that's why it's so good now. It's like it's so it helps the bloodline stay relevant. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those fucking guys back there were so insecure about their spot. 
It's embarrassing. That's why I was like, oh, it was better back then. It's like, better for who? So like fucking the f- insecure, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're all big motherfuckers. No wonder you're fucking got small dicks. You're <laughs> fucking get out of here with that shit. Small dick energy, brother. Oh, but, my yeah, God. I agree, I agree with you. I think that I think Roman Reigns can hold that shit to the end. And it wouldn't ruin the storyline. Either Bianca Belair, John Cena, or Roman Reigns will be on the cover of WWE 2K23. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to um start doing announcements early into this year because last year the game came out in March, so it's about that time now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna play, so it doesn't matter. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ricky Starks will get an AEW championship match against who? That's to be determined. Wow, you know, I Ricky is once again another guy who's organically over us, talks well, and he got his shot. He lost. But it was fine because now his momentum is going. There's lots of guys that have this great momentum. Technically, that was for the diamond ring. He still has his um his AW title shot. I thought they said that if he won it, he would have won both because it wasn't actually separated. It was for all or nothing. That's no, what they was... said. Right, really? Yeah, they did say that. This is, you know, this is for the this is for everything. Ricky Starks, because then Ricky Starks could have won that match and gotten the ring, and then it would never mad. It would never matter to MJF because the ring is cool and everything, but MJF's got the title now. The ring is secondary. But no, it was for all or nothing. Personally, I would like to have been a best of three where he won the ring and then in the next week he would have lost the title. You know, but it's fine. It's fine because Ricky's still good enough to go forward and do a lot of stuff here. It's great. He's great. Absolutely. I predict that Bianca Belair will successfully defend her Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And Ooh, I, don't, I have no idea who she's going to go on the guns, but she's she's too much of a hot steamroller right now to cool her down yet. She's you know, I wish it was uh that what's that girl that Ronda Rousey just beat uh was it Raquel 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 um, Gonzalez? I think if they do enough time, they have enough time from now to WrestleMania to rebuild her up, bring her to fight Bianca. I think they would have a good match together. You know, the they side a, they had a really good match on that SmackDown. Well, imagine that. Put to expect in the big in, at the pay per view. Oh, sorry, the premium live event. <laughs> I think it would work. I think it could be. You could retell matches. You know, I mean, how many times have you seen John Cena and Randy Orton go at it? We can have Raquel and <laughs> Bianca do it again and do it better. Oh, don't don't give me freaking World War Two flashbacks to the number of times <laughs> Cena or a PTSD. Julie's having PTSD already. <laughs> Please don't. I, 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 I like to see. I like seeing how tw- in Twitter everybody's uh, reminis- reminiscing about that being as a, some sort of epic feud. I'm over here like I've lived through this shit. It yeah. was not that epic. It's the same thing when I'm watching, like when all these guys talk about, oh, you know, when this match happened in '89, and I'm like, dude, I lived it. It was fucking boring. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I was there. Oh, well, you were young. You didn't understand. No, I, I, I was the. I was the market. I was buying the toys. I was wearing the t-shirts or whatever and having the big foam hands and shit. I had the Macho Man hands. You know, what the fuck out of here. I lived that shit. Don't fucking tell me this was a good match. It was shit. <laughs> I was speaking there. Of, speaking of which, have you ever watched the early Survivor Series matches in the last few years? From oh, uh, 80, 89 to at least 91 or 92? Oh, I don't want to do that to myself, no. Dude, as, <laughs> as good as they were, they were brutal to get through because they yeah. had one match go 47 minutes and the next yeah. match go about 30. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, man. You know, it, on it, Thanksgiving think, night. Yeah, I remember what his funny story. 
when that happened and we watched that the one that was on Thanksgiving, right? I remember I'll never forget. Yeah, the first the first few were on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I well, I can't remember which one it was. It was one yeah, of the yeah. first ones, obviously. And I remember watching it and after it was over, because it was actually not on late. It was weird. It wasn't on super late. Like it didn't go to like a 10 or 11 o'clock at night, neither. It was over at nighttime. Because how I remember is I was I remember watching it and taking out my mom asked me to take down the garbage. And crazy story. I take the garbage downstairs. I open up my front door. A lady walks past my front stoop and she got her purse. And a dude all in black comes out with a giant knife right in front of me. I'm what, 88, 89, maybe 11, 12 years old at most. Cuts the lady's purse. She's struggling to fight. I drop my, my, the garbage bag and I run back and I tell my brother. My brother is 10 years older than me. So he's like in his early 20s, maybe 18, 19, maybe 20 years old. I run in. I'm like, yo, this lady's getting robbed. My brother runs out without socks and shoes on, runs out. The lady's there on the floor, and the guy's running across the boulevard. My brother chases barefoot after this dude. My brother's friend comes out because he hears the commotion. I said, yo, my brother Tommy just went this way. Uh, and they run. Another neighbor run. They all chase this dude. Jesus. The cops come. Cops come. She don't want to press charges because she turns out that she was uh, she's Polish, but she wasn't legal citizen. So she didn't want the cops involved because she thought she'd get, she would get deported. Deported. That's the fear, right? So, yo, right in front of my house was the fucking mask. They said a block away they found a jacket, and the dude wore so many layers purposely so when he'd rob somebody, he can strip the layers off to get away. He was smart. Well, I guess not that smart because we we got him. My brother caught him. The cops were there. Everyone got him, and he had gotten rid of the knife too because he was running away. And so we found the knife. You found the fucking. <laughs> he was stripping clothes to change his outfit as he was running away, and that's what I remember from that. Well, I remember watching the Survivor Series and watching my brother run barefoot through the streets on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I bet you, as as everything is as all that is going on, the match was still about twenty minutes in. The funny thing is, I think it was. I, I swear to God, I swear I remember it. The pay per view was over. I swear to God, it ended like nine, eight o'clock. I felt like it was on earlier, maybe because it was. I don't remember. I can't. I can't. I my brain's foggy. I can't remember when it it aired, but I felt like it was over. But I remember watching that one. I felt like that we had the the oh, Bushwhackers were in it for some reason. I think it was the. I, I it was the, t- the the big tag team Survivor Series match. Yeah, was that 89? <clears throat> they had it eighty nine and ninety, so it was probably eighty nine because it wasn't ninety. I wasn't that I wasn't like a year old because my, my birthday is Halloween. I would be like 12, 13 by the time, but I was still a little younger. So yeah, it must have been 89. Because I remember the 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 bushwhackers. That's all I remember is the bushwhackers and my brother chasing this guy through the streets. <laughs> the foggy memory. But yeah, yeah, dude, matches, I, I don't want to watch that. It's terrible. The matches were good though, but holy shit, 47 dude, minutes. Long. This you my know what the problem is God. no matter how good a, a wrestling clinic can be from the old days, there's parts of those matches where you go, oh. This is those rest hold moments where they go on for a while. When you hear Ric Flair saying, I had a 60 minute match and we, we stole the show. I'm like, I'm like yeah, yeah, 30, yeah, 30, minutes. 30 minutes of it with rest holds. What else you Dude, got? It's so true. Especially if you watch the old 50s stuff. You, when they show you highlights of 50s God. and 60s matches, you see like the Luthez doing the press. You see Killer Kowalski doing the claw. You see Antonio, um, what's his name? Um, uh, what was his name? Ah, oh, Tony. Uh, that, I was about to say Tony Atlas. He was Italian, but he wrestled out of Spain. Um, he was a 
Uh, I know, I know, you're talking about because yeah, yeah. um, WWE had him in the Legacy Wing a few years back. Yeah, he died in the like 1980. He would like jump on people's shoulders. He would spin around. He had fought Bobo Brazil a lot, you know, and um, like you see all these spots. So I remember watching. Uh, I was going to say Antonio Noki. No, it's a it was an Italian guy. He wrestled from like he was built himself like Anima, uh, a, a uh, something. Ah, what well, doesn't matter. You know who I'm talking about. And uh, he would like you see these spots and like my old elevator guy he was like 70 60 years old and i was i was 20 something there he was like yo rob this guy was yo, i remember going to smash square garden and he was there and he would jump on you know yeah i think it's an antonio antonio something so he it was another antonio but not anoki he was 10 years old and he would he jumped yo rob from the from the mat he jumped he take it was for real these guys were going out oh, i was losing my mind and i so i found the match on youtube Dude, it was like sixty-five minutes of rest holds, and then Antonio the little, Rocca. Antonio Rocca, Antonio Rocca, Antonio yes. Rocca. There it is. He, the fucking people in New York love this dude, right? He was so over. The match was boring as shit, but he would do these spot where he would jump and like he would get you by the basically like a like a he would do like a like um you know like a hurricane rana but from a standing position. Yeah, but like that was his one spot. And that was it. The rest of the time, they're falling out of the ring. They're flopping. They're holding on to the ropes. They're like, you know, they they do a lock up, the headlock, and it's like thirty five minutes of a fucking head. So you know, it's, <laughs> dude, it's I can I can go back and watch some of the territories from either world class or Memphis. When they say they brawled for about twenty minutes, yeah. you wouldn't see it. No wrestlers or anything. Not that it's bad. Are... Not that wrestlers <laughs> each are... other. It's not that wrestles are bad, but these guys beat the <laughs> shit out of each other world class. Who's a world class beat that? <laughs> but no, it's it's I've been watching because of the territory stuff, I've been checking out matches. I've, I've been and, watching them for years though, but well, you I'm know, when I was a kid, I yeah. had the tapes, the, you know, it'd be collections. I told you like Sergeant Slaughter would host this collection of like, you know. Old like Mid South or whatever, yeah. and they before they were millionaire Ted DiBiase, it was just Ted DiBiase. Before he was Hacksaw Jim Duggan, it was just Jim Dugan. And like you'd have this stuff, you know, you'd see these matches. I'm like, all right, they were pretty cool when I was a kid because it was cool to see as a kid. Oh wow, that's a million dollar man before he was a millionaire. Because as a kid, once he came to WWE, he was the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, yes. right? So if I never saw that before, now I'm going back and watching these tapes. So as a kid, I only knew him as this. I know Hacksaw with the flag and the two by four to see him not have that, you know, and you go back and you see Andre with the fucking fringy jacket and he was able to move around the ring. You're like, well, that's not the Andre I know, you know, because <laughs> he was a different guy, you know, but like with junk, seeing the stuff, how over junkyard dog was. Oh, I like, can't wait! It, I can't wait for Dark Side to do that episode of him. That's the only confirmed episode that we know of for the next season. I can't wait. It's, the territories was great. Uh, some of it felt a little. Some of it felt either pandering or you felt like that they was either not telling the truth. Yeah, I felt like at the end, like because The Rock is the was a producer on the show, it was a little more like. Hey, let's talk about the Polynesian wrestling. And then, like halfway through, it's like, hey, by the way, The Rock was living in Memphis, and then you know he was, in my, and you know Rocky Johnson told me, what does that got to do with Hawaii? It had nothing to do with Hawaii. Oh, it, brother! <laughs> <laughs> like you had to tell that story. 
let's get back to this list. Uh, I predict that War Games and Survivor Series will be separate matches this year because this year, um, even though I liked two matches, I think it kind of killed the crowd when the second match happened, even though it kind of brought it back up towards the end. One War Games match and one Survivor Series match, whether it's for the men or the women, one gets one. Rob? Oh, looks like he muted himself. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not muted. Hold on. Yeah, Shit. you were muted. <laughs> Am I muted now? Not anymore. What the fuck? All I did was unplug the stupid charger from my phone. You know, so I was like, Durr! anyway, sorry. Um, The War Games is such an, a, a, it takes so much energy from the fans that you can't have both. Yeah, you can't have two of them at the same night anymore like you did at NXT. Too, it's too much, especially NXT is a much shorter show, yes. and it's more condensed. You can do two, and that takes the whole show. But a, a Survivor Series whole card and adding that in twice is – no, you're going to do it do it once, main event. Yes. Be, uh, whether it, it's yeah. the women doing a World of Games match and the men doing Survivor Series this year, or the men doing War Games and the women's doing Survivor Series. I prefer how, that better. Yes. Let's see here. I believe that Soraya will beat Jay Cargill for the AEW TBS Championship this year. Wow. You know, I'm under the feeling that that's not a thing. I don't think so. I feel that the big telling is when she's ready is that Statlander will beat Jade. That's my Mm -hmm. prediction. I think Jade will lose her title once and it will be to a returning uh, Statlander, not Soraya. Hmm. I predict that WWE will expand to more business partnerships and collabs with brands that they never partnered with before. I also believe that WWE's deal with NBC Universal and Fox will extend by another four years, including one WWE-centric episode on The Simpsons. Ugh. They haven't done that yet. I know. But, you know, this is still the best one I had Bret Hart. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I know. But I, I will... I will. The reason why I want to just bring it really quick, why I feel that Jade won't do Soraya... Is because Jade, as good as she's gotten, I would not feel comfortable with her having a match with Soraya. Well, that that That's depends why. if Soraya could go in there one hundred percent. Well, I mean, she's doing it. I mean, she's wrestling. She's doing fine. I mean, it's not. She's not terrible. So it's not like you know horrible. She, she's doing her thing. But I feel like you know Jade is so strong naturally that you know, and she's she's learning and she's doing her best and she's not really hurting anybody. So I won't say she's going to hurt somebody, but if anyone could potentially hurt Soraya accidentally would be a Jade. So I feel like, you know, Jade is still as good as she is. She's still got a couple more years. She's grown very well, naturally. She's got the gimmick. She's got the strength and the ability and she's putting it together and she's not fucking like selling like, um, like choreographing moves as bad as she used to, which is great to see. But she's also fighting guys who are fantastic, like Willow and you know people who can wrestle. So I feel that I feel Chris Statlander would be the person that should take the TNT, and then Soraya could have safer matches with uh, Jimmy Hader and people like that. So go on. Leave <clears throat> halfway into this year, I believe Mira will leave AEW, depending on how much years he have left on his deal. Even though he said three more. <laughs> well, if he does leave, um, I believe a buyout will most likely happen because once you leave there, you have to appear on TV somewhere. And Thunder Rosa will also join suit too and leave AW halfway to 2023. 
I also yeah. believe that AEW will get rid of the ranking system since it has not been updated since August. Okay, I with the ranking system, I don't mind it being there. It helps tell stories when it needs to. It doesn't it's, need to be a focal point. It's wrestling. It's it's. I like the idea of a ranking system where it needs to be, but I feel at the same time like it was it was a. I feel that was like a Cody like influence, and I feel that that was a mistake because at the end of the day. Cody was always about, oh, yo, uh, numbers matter, yo, wins matter, wins matter. Not well, just Co- not just Cody, Tony Khan too. Well, Tony Khan is the owner. He, of course, he agreed to that. But I feel when it first started, Cody was all about that. He talked what, about it. Constantly. What did I say when his first company first started that this ranking system is not going to play out well since they got four TV shows? Well, you know, the problem is at the end of the day, it's like. I'm fine with a ranking system when you need it to matter at the end of the day for a match. It does not matter overall. It's not football. Uh, and I, I don't mind it being that. It helps like what what it's doing for Jade. Jade having an undefeated streak, even though she's not undefeated overall because she's had tag matches where she's lost, but she's never been pinned in those, which is great. Uh, those those records matter. Like with, with Undertaker's whole you know streak, right? Those are good things to have. It was good for yes. it worked good for Goldberg, and even though those those numbers were inflated, and they're trying to keep their numbers a little more true than that <laughs> fake numbers, which is fine. Uh, but I feel like it's it, oh, don't boy. get rid of it, but Dude, just don't make it. We are about to be twenty five years from Starcade ninety eight this year. <laughs> twenty five years, holy God. shit! Well, I'm gonna yeah, be twenty nine years with my wife. <laughs> that was the pay per view where Goldberg's streak ended. Oh boy, I can't wait for Kevin Ash to make more jokes about that. Yeah, that's great shit. But at the end of the day, I feel like the, the I, I I don't mind them getting rid of the rankings. I agree with you with Thunder Rosa leaving. Let it go. Miro's problem is they had a storyline for him. He said no, I'm not doing that. Well, that's I a problem. I honestly can't blame him. Why would no. Why would they bring him back to put someone over when they just did the same exact story last time he was there? It, to me, at the end of the day, don't say you don't want to fucking wrestle if you don't want to help tell a story. If you're just there because of whatever, don't fucking lie and say that, oh, I wanted to go here to help this division. No, you want to help yourself, which is what wrestlers do. You know, but I feel at the end of the day, add, do what you got to do. But at the same time, at least show, you want to say you're not on TV, fucking steal the show on the TV and then make it work later and talk to him like, hey, this got over. This didn't get over. There's not working well with this guy, you know, do a thing. But they didn't do that. They didn't like, he didn't do that. Let's see here. I got That's three problems. I got three more. Kota Abushi will wrestle one match in AEW. Yeah, I think that's gotta happen. That's gotta happen. Uh, let's see. My lat, my second to last. Out of spite, Vince McMahon will attempt to sell WWE, and it will backfire. See, because Vince I ha- still has shares in that company. I feel that Vince will try to come back on TV. I feel that's the opposite. I feel the opposite that he's not going to sell it. I feel he's going to try to push his way back in because he does have the majority sell. Say, he can force himself back in. Because he can also, what people don't realize, since he's got the majority say, he could also take that board if he wanted to, disassemble that board that's underneath him that took him out. Well, they didn't take him out, but they investigated him. Hmm. And he can go back and he's a spite. If we know one thing about Vince, he hates losing and he's spiteful. Yep. And he's old now. And as you get older, you get more spiteful as you get older. He said that if they didn't, they overreacted. And honestly, it would have blown over 
and it's like that's not a rational human being talking right now. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, that's a guy that's that's not, and he's not thinking about the company. He's not thinking about the wrestlers. He's thinking about his own, his own shit. And my final one: a big name free agent expected to sign with AEW will sign with Impact or WWE instead, and in return. A big name from WWE sometime this year will be expected to sign with AEW within the next six months. Hmm. Who do, what do you what do you think that do you have an idea? Some names you have some things you want to throw out, or you just want to keep it more vague. I'll keep it more vague right. since I have no want, idea. Because you want to get that victory at the end of the year, where it's like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I I personally think at the end of the day, we're um that whole name jumping thing. I think we've kind of gone past that. For the time being, as long as Triple H is involved, I feel where the big thing, what you're talking about, will be, will be more working relationships. I feel that, you know, because Triple A uh, stripped uh, Sammy and Tay and then told FTR, okay, you guys go drop the titles, but told Tony Khan, yeah, we're going to drop the titles. Tony Khan's like, oh, yeah, you can drop the titles. That's cool. Give it to those guys. Cool. And then have those guys after FTR let them win, right? Because FTR held the belt for over a year. Have them lose to FTR lose for them to then vacate the belt that fucking night. Sure. That that's fucked up. So AAA is definitely trying to get back in because this is Conan. Remember, people gotta remember AAA is Conan's company. Even though Conan isn't AAA isn't okay, AAA is owned by people, but it's Conan's company. Remember that always. People don't realize how much pull. And fucking shit Conan has. Since, Conan since the has, early 90s. Yes, in AAA. That dude is AAA. Whatever he says goes, he is definitely about wanting to fuck people over. And he is spiteful. So he would rather kill a relationship with, with AEW and try to make a work relationship with WWE. But the problem is New Japan doesn't work with AAA. New Japan works with CMLL, right? Yes. So there's there's a lot of conflicts of what's going to happen. What you're going to see is not so much, oh, you know, this guy jumped or this person signed. You're going to see, oh, this promotion is working 100% with this promotion while this one has decided to go with this. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what we're going to see. And I think it's going to be a lot with Mexico and Japan. And that's yeah, what those, you're going to see. Those are the, the, the targets we're going to talk about. Mostly this year too. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot. We're gonna hear a lot more about that. I mean, if a, a wrestler comes over that I think is a great fit for AEW, hundred percent. If a guy from AEW wants to go back to WWE, please prove me that you're as good as we thought you were. You know, go back like Cody. Oh, you know, Cody's second dad is Vince. Probably his first dad is more Vince. Anyway, he wanted back in WWE. All he ever wanted to do was prove Daddy that he could be a star, and that's what he, it was really about. Cody, he wanted to prove that he could be a star. I'm a main eventer, dad. If it's like, no, son, you wear makeup and you stand and pretend to be a nut job. It's like, no, but I could be more than that. No, son, daddy, I'm leaving. And he went off and did his own thing. And he proved himself 100%. So daddy took him back and with open arms, you know? So I feel like there's some wrestlers that want that. They want to prove Vince that they were wrong about them, which is everyone's, it's, it's right. Because look what Drew was able to do. Drew McIntyre had to leave WWE. To yeah, become Drew. He collected 10 belts while he's on the Indies. He had to prove that he was a main event. 
He was the guy that they said he was, but he wanted to prove it. And sometimes you have to leave. We've said this a million times on the show over the course of 11 years that you have to leave to prove yourself because if you stay in your safety net, you will never get better. This is why as good as Miz can be, Miz will never be better because he's safe. He's not going to risk anything. And that's why he is fucking boring. And that's why this Dexter Loomis story fucking sucks. (laughs) Because it could have been a good storyline. But it doesn't matter because it's, once again, like we said, Baron Corbin and Miz. You put anyone in the storylines with these guys, you will not care. I'm sorry. You Mm -hmm. don't care. Miz had an opportunity, right? Dude, right? Miz had an opportunity with Brian Danielson on the smack, talking smack. Miz was fired up. Where was that trajectory? Then he cooled the fuck back down, and then nothing happened. So, yes. You got one more prediction? No, that's that's all of them. That's how I was going to end my show, end the show. Okay. (laughs) I want to do one prediction that I feel like, you know, I think that the thing with the promotions is a good one, but I want to throw some wacky shit out there. Um, What you got? I'm trying to think. Ah, uh, shit. I feel I want to say something. Like, I, I feel okay. Uh, prediction Sasha is going to win Stardom's championship. Oh, that, that's a given. That's, that's, a, a, given. that's a given. That's a, that's too safe. Okay, fuck that. No safety. Okay, I'm going to say that. Fuck. I don't. I want to get a good one. Shit. You did all the good ones. Ah. Ah, eh, fuck it. I'll think of something next year. Because <laughs> I, I definitely think what we talked about, I think I agree with you all, almost everything you've said. Uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff that comes out. Of that. I think that your prediction when we then next year for like if anything wacky doesn't happen, I think what you said, a lot of that's going to come true. Except for like the rock thing. I feel like, it's like <laughs> let's hope no wrestlers get arrested from now until the end of this year. <laughs> In the 2000s, we kept hearing more wrestlers get arrested every other week. Listen, here's the problem. Like we could talk many times, but really quick, they're wrestlers. Yeah. They're going to get in trouble. It's it's normal. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Thank yeah, you man. for coming on Rob. Uh, so glad we we're doing the show. And I uh, hope to see all y'all within the next week or so. Because yeah. I still want to do a live watch of um Expose Pro Wrestling's Greatest Secrets. Oh man, when do you want it? We gotta do that. When the fuck we, we gotta need, we, we need to we, do we, that. We got to make that either for the next one or the one after. Okay, you know, <laughs> when is Royal Rumble, right? We shouldn't do it when it's Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. We should do it. Royal Rumble is um, the last Sunday of January. All right, so maybe like in two weeks we should do we should do that, the exposed, and then the next week we'll do a predictions video. <laughs> that shit, man. Oh, boy. I, I, I need that's pure comedy, man. That oh, it's great. I haven't watched it since like, I, I think I wa- it was like, I watched it when it first came out. And then I remember watching it when it was like put on YouTube a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, this shit is so <laughs> fucking bad. So yeah, definitely. I want to watch that. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, boy. All right. Have a good day, Rob. Have a good Happy day, New everybody Year, guys. else. Happy New Year. Hope everybody enjoys it. Right, bye. Peace.